taking you on a journey for the pursuit of PPC. Welcome to PPC Rockstars. Get ready to rumble through the latest PPC news and views from around the blogosphere. Learn from our hosts and the PPC pros that will take you to the promised land of PPC profit. We're cashing in the clicks with the PPC Rockstars. Here's your host, David Zatella. Hey, welcome PPC guys and gals. This is David Zatella with another episode of PPC Rockstars, uh, one that I'm going to dub the Click Fraud Edition. Uh, first of all, we've got some links to the resources that we'll be talking about on the Clicks Marketing blog. That's clixmarketing.com slash blog. And secondly, we, um, some of you may remember that we did something a little bit different a couple of weeks ago. We did the Drunken PPC Rockstars Roundtable discussion, uh, which has a really interesting backstory that I don't have time for. But uh, uh, it makes for a very entertaining and maybe even informative listen uh, for very few people. So if you're not really into PPC, don't even bother. But those of you who are, uh, go to the link on the page of the uh, the Clicks Marketing blog uh, where you'll find a link to the uh, downloadable or playable streaming version of that recording. So this is the Click Fraud Edition, and we brought in, um, uh, I don't know, the, the, the king of Click Fraud. Tom, do you want to cop to that? <laughs> no, not <laughs> oh, a I'm sorry. Like no, 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 I'm sorry. The, but, uh... the, king, the king of Click Fraud measurement and, 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 and on the side of and- good, not evil. That's 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 a lot better definition. Thanks. Okay. So this is Tom Cuthbert, who is the founder and president of Click Forensics. Is that right, Tom? That's exactly right. We just had our three-year anniversary in January. Wow! Congratulations. That's excellent. Thanks. So Tom has um, has uh, really been on the forefront of uh, the the uh, movement to make. Uh, the world and especially advertisers, PPC advertisers, aware of uh, click fraud and uh, also has a company that tries to do something about it on behalf of advertisers. And we'll get to, to details about that later on in the show. But uh, Tom has been on before, and we thought we'd try a little bit of a different format and start with the assumption that you listeners, or at least some of you, uh, are not aware of what click fraud is and uh, why why it happens. So, Tom, could you give us a, a short primer on what is click fraud and why does it happen? And and then we'll start to get in, in, into discussion about how big it is, et cetera. Sure. So click fraud has been around as long as pay-per-click advertising has been around. And it very simply, it, it's, it's kind of become the industry term describing any click that an advertiser should not be paying for. And so when we think of looking at click fraud, identifying those clicks, segregating them out or blocking them from a campaign, we look at different attributes about that click that have no value to an advertiser. And so that fact, kind of the way that we think about it, will help me describe um, the types of click fraud and, and how those different types happen. And there basically are, are a couple of types. The first one might be competitor click. So, David, if you had, you know, all, David's uh, pet grooming uh, there in, in uh, you know, your hometown and across town, there was Tom's pet grooming, and you were we were each bidding on the same term for Louisville pet grooming, uh, you might come click on my ads knowing that I've got a limited budget for that day. Once that budget goes away, you move up from the number two spot to the number one spot and actually can pay less for that click. So competitive click activity is something that goes on 
across all of pay-per-click advertising. The bigger problem, though, falls into the content networks, uh, Yahoo Publisher Network, Google AdSense, any format where the site owner, where the ad appears, is sharing revenue with the ad provider. So in Google AdSense, for example, if my pet grooming company placed an ad on uh, David's pet grooming uh, blog because you're a pet grooming expert, people would come to your site, they might see my ad, and they would click on it. Well, you, David, being the nefarious guy that you are, might decide, hey, if I click on those ads or get my friends to come to my blog site and click on those ads, every time it gets clicked, I get a share of that revenue. Google gets a share of that revenue. And the loser in this equation would be the advertiser, in this case, Tom's pet grooming, paying for my ad. And this is what happens across the entire content network. Site owners are becoming more sophisticated and more organized, quite honestly, in orchestrating ways for these bad clicks to happen, and they cost the advertisers money. A couple other ways that that happens is it could happen from out of geo area. So if you're an advertiser who only wants to advertise in the U.S., say, for example, a large you know, U.S.-based insurance company that sells auto insurance, you don't want clicks coming from the Ukraine or from Australia or France. And so those clicks have no value to you. So being able to identify those type of clicks and, and block them from the campaign or working with the ad providers to be sure they're not paid for is a really important part. So those are kind of the main areas. It really has become this Coca-Cola-ish term, if you will, describing soft drinks where it's click fraud just describes any click that an advertiser should not be paying for. Okay. <laughs> so... Um... So that's clear. The, the, the benefactors of, and perpetrators of the click fraud are the competitors that want to harm uh, search advertisers and then the uh, site owners that want to maximize their revenue from the ad programs. Um, talk a little bit about the role of bots. I, th- I think there are probably some listeners who don't even know what the bots are. And, and, and uh, have the bots become uh, more virulent and more uh, 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 numerous? That's a great question. So bots have always played a role in the amount of uh, click fraud or invalid activity that we've seen. And it's interesting, and if I can just kind of digress for just a moment, you know, the, the best way to, the best analogy to use to think about click fraud and the battle against click fraud, and, you know, I'm asked all the time, when will click fraud ever end? The reality is it will never end, and it's because of the sophisticated things like bot attacks that are causing it to continue and in many cases get worse. And the best analogy I can give you is spam. So it was interesting back in 2004, three, I think, Bill Gates made a uh, profound announcement. Microsoft will end spam by the end of 2006. Well, that didn't happen. <laughs> As a matter of fact, Google no, just released fact, a report half, uh, half, a few half, weeks ago. Half, about the spam was about Microsoft uh, giving away money, right? Yeah, that's exactly right. <laughs> but Google reported that in 2008, spam was up 25%. And, and yeah. your listeners may be familiar with this McColo incident where there was this big co-location facility where they caught it, where there was a ton of spam being pushed out uh, from that facility. Well, when they caught it and took that offline, immediately the spam rate dropped 75 or 70%. Yep, Since then, it's week. now back up 156%. And right. an average user in 2008 would have received 45,000 spam emails without the protection that companies like Google and Microsoft and Yahoo provide. Well, click fraud is really the same way. So a lot of it in spam is driven by 
bot or botnet activity. And it simply is malware being delivered to an aver- a consumer's computer that takes over their computer, and it causes them to click on ads that they're unaware of. And these ads, of course, are costing advertisers money. When we first started looking at spam, I'm sorry, at a, a um, bot and botnet activity about uh, two years ago, it represented about 9% of the overall invalid rate. Last quarter in Q4, when we reported our numbers, it represented over 30%. So the same increase that Google is seeing in bad activity around spam and other companies like Symantec and Norton are seeing in malware activity, it's exactly what's happening is, unfortunately, the bad guys are using this uh, malware to uh, cause click fraud, and that's becoming a much bigger part of the problem, and it's extremely difficult uh, to identify. And police, yeah. So, so just um, for the beginners, a bot or a botnet is basically a chunk of software that uh, automates the activity of clicking on an ad, whether that ad is uh, on, on a content page or, or on a search page. Tom, um, I mean, this is a picky question, but um, are there bots that operate on search results pages? Uh, yes, there's bots, that, and there's you know, so there's good bots and bad bots. <laughs> You know, Google has their bot crawler that your listeners are probably familiar with, and, you know, you want your page indexed. But, and so there's bot activity that represents a large percentage of all Internet traffic, and some of it is perfectly fine. It's used for indexing. It's used for reporting and things like that. But it's those bad bots that are generated and controlled by, um, you know, the botnet. So botnet is just simply a group of computers that can be controlled by a, a the nefarious-sounding bot master. So you can use those computers to go send, you know, unsuspecting consumers to click on ads. There's also bots that can be loaded or malware that can be loaded to a consumer's computer. So when they go to a site, hidden windows open up, and those hidden windows click on ads. And so, yes, it can not only be on content pages, blog sites or made-for-ad-sense sites or park domain sites, but, excuse me, it can also be a problem on, on search in general. Well, uh, just two comments on that. Um, just for the really, really, you know, I've never, I don't even know what software is, listeners. Uh, the bot does not actually control your body and make you click your mouse. Okay, so that, that hasn't been invented yet, as far as we know, uh, which leads me to my observation that every now and then, uh, you know, Tom and I are roughly the same age. He's younger than I am. But every now and then, uh, I'm sure this happens to Tom as well, I, I'm in a conversation, and I realize if I had heard the conversation 20 years ago, I would have thought, that's total science fiction. And, <laughs> right. And that happens more and more often as you get older, right? So, okay, uh, Tom, we've got to cut away for an important announcement from a sponsor. Listeners, please hang with us. We'll be right back. Go behind the scenes of PPC Rockstars with their Facebook fan page. Search for PPC Rockstars Podcast on Facebook now. PPC Rockstars. We'll be back after we click through our sponsors. Looking for a new way to build backlinks and traffic back to your website? Then look no further than the quickest and easiest way to blast your article to thousands of subscribers at the click of a mouse. Introducing ArticleSender.com, the world's premier article distribution service. With ArticleSender.com, you can submit your prize-winning piece to thousands of promising publishers and article directories craving for fresh content. ArticleSender.com also provides premium services so that your article is SEO SEO ready. Plus, we provide express editorial 
review for rush delivery of your submissions within 24 to 48 hours. Article distribution at its easiest. One form, one click, thousands of results. Get your free account today at articlesender.com. That's article, S-E-N-D-E-R.com. Friend Finder. Friend Finder. The world's largest online dating network featuring over 100 million profiles at hot sites such as Passion.com and FastCupid.com represents enormous profit-making opportunities for webmasters just like you. With Friend Finder's ability to geo-target and provide billing solutions in most languages and currencies, you are sure to find our comprehensive network to be a good friend to your wallet. Wallet. Get more traffic-maximizing details now at FriendFinder.com. Hey, this is Danny Sullivan from the Daily Searchcast. You know, we love bringing you the news every day, and that's made possible by the sponsorship of BruceClay.com. They've just made Inc. Magazine's list of the fastest-growing private businesses. They've exhibited and sponsored at my conferences from the very beginning. Bruce has got that long-standing search engine relationship chart, had been out there with the code of ethics, been a search engine expert in the field for ages. But did you know that Bruce Clay can do more than help you with just SEO? They can do PPC, web analytics, web design, marketing strategy, promotion, and branding. Everything you need for success in the online marketplace, you can check it out from the professionals at Bruce Clay Incorporated. For over 10 years, offices worldwide, they've got answers you need. Check them out today at BruceClay.com. Bruce Clay Incorporated. Life Tips. Making your life smarter, better, faster, wiser. Wednesdays at 4 p.m. Eastern, 1 p.m. Pacific. Or on demand anytime inside the Entertainment Channel. Only on WebmasterRadio.fm. The pursuit of PPC continues. Welcome back to PPC Rockstars. Here's your host, David Zatella. And we're back with Tom Cuthbert from Click, Click Forensics. And now we're going to, okay, so great background on what Click Fraud is. And uh, I think it's it's really helpful for listeners to know that the term Click Fraud has, uh, ha- it does encompass um, clicks that don't occur because of nefarious reasons. They, they occur because of, you know, basically bad software. And that's, for example, a, uh, a click uh, on an ad that is supposed to be geo-targeted to a specific, let's say, Austin, Texas metropolitan area. And uh, because the uh, Google or Yahoo or MSN algorithm isn't perfect, uh, the ad is displayed outside of the, that geographic area and a click occurs. So we won't go into that. What, what, where I'd like to go now is the kind of dynamic tension, and that may be a kind word, between uh, companies like Click Forensics and the search engines. So, Tom, you, you issued a press release, uh, I think, like two weeks ago that said that um, click fraud for the previous year, I believe, was, uh, was 17.2% of, of click volume. And uh, Google came back and said, uh, I, I love this, so the, the article I read said, Google made a terse response and basically said no 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 that's all wrong it's not that bad um now of course there's there's dynamic tension naturally because tom's company is in the business of uh finding out what click click forward uh rates really are and makes money on that because they sell a product that tom will describe um that that helps advertisers uh either guard themselves or even recover money. And then, and then there's the search engines who don't want people to believe that click fraud is a real problem because uh, they, they don't want to risk advertisers getting so freaked out that they stop spending money. So, Tom, um, 
you have the luxury of being able to comment on this without a Google person in the room. Uh, that may not. This may be your last chance to do that. Uh, <laughs> um, so what do you what do you say? I mean, you're seventeen point two. Google came back and said no, no, no. And if you and I dug in and, and found some other documents going back to two thousand six, where they say here's exactly why uh, Click Forensics and, and other uh, companies similar. Um, here's exactly why their counting is wrong. So, floor is yours, Tom. Well, this has been an ongoing discussion, and part of it has to do with uh, definition. Uh, you know, from a, a definition standpoint, if you think of an inverted triangle, and the base of that triangle, kind of the apex at the bottom, is click fraud. So you have some percentage where it is it's nefarious or malicious activity, somebody coming to your site and clicking on those ads. But as you go up, it's kind of a gradient of, of invalid activity. And, and again, it goes all the way to the top of just simply really low-quality clicks that have no value or, or are not what the advertiser wanted to buy. But this debate has been going on for some time. In 2006, Google actually questioned publicly our, our methodology in doing this. We met with them and chatted with their engineering team. I've met on many occasions uh, over lunch and riding in cabs and hanging out at conferences with Schumann Gushman Jumder from Google have a great deal of respect uh, for him as, as, as well we do for the company. And we've explained to him that our methodology is sound and that the way that we look at it, um, while it may be from a different data set than what they have, you know, we have data from all the search engines. They have data from Google. We have conversion data from every single advertiser customer that we have. They don't because most advertisers don't want to share conversion data with the search engine because they're concerned that that might negatively affect the average cost per click that they're paying. So it's not surprising to me, and it happens every quarter when we release statistics, Google will make some terse comment about the overall invalid rate is not 17%. And it may or may not be that specifically at Google. We're reporting it for all search providers, all ad providers across all vertical markets. You know, Google, Yahoo, Microsoft, and Ask.com represent 98% of what's out there. But the remaining 2% is made up by another 48 ad providers. And while their part may be small, their volume and the, the activity that they may have is, you know, is pretty significant. And so those invalid rates across all ad providers is what we're reporting at 17%. I might also add the report that we also came out with for Q4 uh, said that in the content network, the overall invalid rate was even higher. It's 28.2%. So that contribution kicks up the overall number. So it's not surprising that Google would disagree with us. Uh, they would not now, however, disagree with our methodology. It's really important that ad ad advertisers use uh, click IDs when they're available from the ad provider. That allows mm -hmm. companies like ours to make sure that they're matching up, and every single click that we track has a click ID. So right. uh, it's important for us to do that from an alignment standpoint. But it's an ongoing debate, and, and quite candidly, if I can give you one edgy comment, if you think about this, people are accusing click forensics of, you know, not a lot, but periodically I'll have someone say, well, you guys are making money off click fraud. Well, no, we're not. We're actually making money off, uh, you know, mitigating click fraud and working with the ad providers uh, to try to solve the problem. And if you think about it, with a company with a 62% share of search like Google and a 75% share of, of dollars in the pay-per-click market, over the last many years, the billions of dollars that have been spent and the undetected click fraud that has occurred that Google has made money on, no one has made more money in this industry off click fraud than Google has. Right. And while I say that, 
we are eager and continue to work with them and Yahoo and others in, as closely as we can to try to solve the problem, you know, for advertisers who are paying all of our bills. Sure. Yeah, and the shareholder value of Google has gone up. Um, I, I'm, I don't mean this to sound like an insult, but probably high, faster and higher than the shareholder value of Click Forensics. <laughs> Their market cap is slightly ahead of where ours is right now. Exactly. That's, that's exactly. State. I'm sure you know people at Symantec and McAfee and uh, you know the conspiracy theorists out there say that uh, McAfee and Symantec create viruses to sell more uh, you know, antivirus stuff. Um, so, okay, now my attitude has always been on behalf of my company's clients, uh, I know it's out there, I know it's happening, um, but I trust but number one, I trust the search engines to be doing everything they can to protect me from it. And that's one of the things that Google says in their church statements. And number two, as long as I'm getting – I, I found an article by my friend Frank Watson uh, who basically said uh, – and it was about balanced view because he's on your click quality council, or at least he was when he wrote this. And yeah. he said, as long as I'm getting the, the, the CPA that I'm after – as long as I'm getting the ROI and the CPA that I'm after, I don't really care. You know, it's like worrying whether you're going to get struck by a meteor. So um, as a result of this conversation, I'm starting to get change my view a little bit. Um, and let's see. I think one thing I wanted to ask you was, um, is there anything that an advertiser can do without the without the necessity or help of uh, your kind of services in order to reduce their exposure? Well, there's no doubt about it. There's lots of things that advertisers can do, and we spend a great deal of time uh, for our company, both through Click Forensics and, and as well as the Click Quality Council, uh, which I'm glad you mentioned. I would encourage your listeners to Go check that out at clickqualitycouncil.org. It's just an organization of now well over 100 advertisers and agencies, ad providers, um, um, park domain companies. They're all in there, and it's just a place where people can come together, and we can talk about the problem. Google and Yahoo have both addressed the council. We have an upcoming meeting about the IAB, uh, Interactive Advertising Bureau, standards that are being written to help in this area. So it's a great place for information, and it is a place to learn what an advertiser can do to try to protect themselves against click fraud. And there's a couple of practical things that I would share uh, with, with your listeners that uh, might be beneficial. The first one is uh, in, in the, uh, what, what Frank pointed out in his article, monitoring the ROI, monitoring your cost per click, and just making sure that you're paying close attention to the campaign. When you see changes in that, when you see it diminishing over a period of time, dig in deeper talk to your account reps and see if there's ways, or your agency, and see if there's ways to get a deeper insight and find out exactly why that's happening. Many times it, it's found that it's because of click fraud attacks. It could also be because of campaign settings. So we hear a lot and find a lot as kind of a best practice as our risk analysts begin to work with clients that their campaign settings were not set correctly. Their geotarget settings were not optimized. Their day parting setting was not optimized. And there's a, a good deal of activity that can be affected in a positive way by an advertiser by doing this. The biggest thing that an advertiser can do, however, the two biggest things actually, are what we would call intelligent exclusion. And that, that is <clears throat> looking at where this bad traffic is coming from. And that can be done using a tool like ours, or it can be done by simply watching uh, referring sources. Even Google has a report uh, that shows the referring sources, although it's not very granular, but you can get a sense of 
where this bad traffic might be coming from. And using the exclusion functionality that both Google and Yahoo have available to block those bad traffic sources. I mean, you certainly don't want to be paying for clicks from your own company or from your agency. You don't want to be paying for clicks from competitors, and those IP addresses can be blocked. But more importantly, when you see that there are uh, sources of bad traffic from specific park domain sites or made-for-ad sites, list those in the exclusion functionality and block them from the campaign. For our clients, we see about a 65% drop in the overall invalid rate when those steps are taken. So the value of of what we do and and companies like us is not to go back to the ad providers and get money back, although that happens. What the value is is that on an ongoing basis is to keep that money in their pocket in the first place. So by doing that and lowering the invalid rate and watching in Google's report, and, and Yahoo has the same report about what their discard rate is, how much they're crediting back, comparing that to what you see in your own reports allows you to kind of bridge that gap, narrow that gap, and make sure that money stays in there. And the last thing I would say on this, David, and this is really important, is to be persistent and complete in dealing with the ad providers. You know, over a year ago now, Yahoo actually hired us to work with them on on building a system that we call uh, Factor, fully automated, click tracking, and reconciliation. And it's something that an ad advertiser can do on their own, Uh, Our process and our work with Yahoo was built around making it easy for advertisers. And really all it is is with our system, we've built uh, a bucket of bad clicks, if you will, that an advertiser got from Yahoo over a period of a month. We've built an automated process that sends it back to Yahoo. Yahoo gets it in a format that fits directly into their system and allows them to do an investigation on those clicks. There are IDs in place that that tie those clicks individually back to what Yahoo has done. And they'll look at it and they'll say, look, we've already credited off some percentage of these. We disagree with you on some percentage, but this remaining percentage, we're going to go ahead and and credit back. But the goal is to work together, Yahoo, Click Forensics, and the advertiser, to lower this invalid rate. So advertisers are not having to continually come back and try to get credits. That's not what it's all about. And Yahoo's been very pleased with this. We announced our partnership in March of last year. We released Factor publicly in July. And interestingly, David, in, in October, as, as public-facing and confrontational as our relationship with Google may seem to people, Google agreed to participate in the Factor program. And so they're now enabled in our system. And clients that we work with can simply check a box, and their data is sent back and forth to Google. Now, Google still is the final arbiter, as is Yahoo, Miva, and LookSmart, which are the other companies that are currently in Factor. But it gives them insight, and it allows them to make campaign changes that help the advertiser, and that really is always the lens that we look at. So those are the things that I would say be persistent and and concise in what's submitted back to them, dealing with them, and then work with them on campaign settings and monitor your campaign to make sure that you get what you pay for Great, great advice. Hey, Tom, we've got to cut away for another important message from sponsors, uh, so please stay with us, and listeners, you will want to come back. PPC Rockstar is now on iTunes. Write us a review and tell us how much you love us. PPC Rockstars. We'll be back after we click through our sponsors. Are your domains locked to the max? If not, your online brand presence and your entire online business could be at risk from Internet thieves. Imagine the damage that you and your company would suffer if control of your domain was lost. 
Protect all of your valuable domains with MaxLock. From Moniker, your domain asset management specialist. With MaxLock, even if your email accounts are hacked and your passwords are stolen, your domains are protected in your Moniker account. Transfer your domains to Moniker today. Powered by MaxLock. Delivering maximum protection for your domains. Find out more at Moniker.com slash MaxLock. Hey, what's that sound coming from your computer? That's the sound of me making money with ReferBack.com. They've shown me how to... ReferBack.com showed me how to turn clicks on my existing site into cash. ReferBack gives you free banners, mailers, even your own personal account manager. Oh, can they help me make money off my blog, too? Absolutely. Your websites, your blogs, they can all be making you money. You can even earn 50% commission on your first month. Put some into your website. Just visit ReferBack.com. Have a good weekend, Andy. See you, Andy. Hey, Jim, why are all the coders leaving so early? Doesn't your department have a deadline of, like, midnight or something? Me and my staff are here all night. I saved money on my staffing budget by outsourcing a lot of work to Offshoring.com. I told them I needed a coder, and they sent me profiles fast. My staff just filled in the little details, and now we're having margarita night. Offshoring.com. Fast and expensive. Excellent and on time. Offshoring.com. Please hold while we connect you to one of the most sought-after experts in SEO, analytics, and web development. Office Hours with Vanessa Fox, Thursday at 4 p.m. Eastern, 1 p.m. Pacific, or on demand anytime inside the Search Engine Optimization Channel, only on webmasterradio.fm. The pursuit of PPC continues. Welcome back to PPC Rockstars. Here's your host, David Zatella. And we're back with Tom Cuthbert. We've got to head into the home stretch, Tom. Thanks a lot for that uh, advice uh, and and for all your efforts on behalf of advertisers. And I, you know, I think it's important to to point out that you know it, it's it's always funny to say Google feels this or Google wants that. Uh, you and I have both worked at big companies, and we know that uh, such statements are misleading because. Uh, you know, shareholder relations might want or think this, but the people that are uh, worried about advertisers making money uh, might have an entirely different opinion. So, you know, we're not talking about enemies here. We're talking about we're working together. Hey, Tom, um, how can people get in touch with you? Well, they can reach uh, us at Click Forensics, clickforensics.com. And uh, I'm just Tom.Cuthbert at clickforensics.com. Always happy to hear from listeners. Um, you know, I, I attend, like you do, David, <laughs> all the shows, and we'll be up at uh, SES in New York here in the next few weeks and Ad Tech after that. And so I always look forward to hearing from people. And I'd also mention, if I can, just the Click Quality Council, um, because that's an independent organization that we need participation in. And while we have great participation from lots of big companies out there, we need more voices. And we just really want to use the council to try to work together to solve some of these problems and, and, and help online advertising, specifically pay-per-click advertising, grow and grow at a faster pace. And the way to do that is to work together. So I would invite people to go to clickqualitycouncil.org, and the, confer- uh, the contact information is there, and, and we always are happy to have more members and alert people to upcoming events. Super. Thanks again, Tom. Uh, we'll have you on again because it's a fascinating and important topic. 
And listeners, uh, come on back next week. I have another really cool guest lined up. And also, um, there's a good possibility that we'll be doing another Drunken PPC Rockstars Roundtable uh, during SES New York. That'll be, uh, let's see, the third week of March. We will certainly let you know. Uh, in any event, thanks for listening, and see you soon.